0: Welcome to the Sweet Run Podcast, your source for all things running and travel in super fun destinations around the world. We're your hosts, Gerald Mitchell
1: and Natalie Mitchell. Welcome to episode 63 of the Sweet Run Podcast. And this week, we are so happy to welcome Laura Piper to the show. Laura is a running coach, an eight-time marathoner, a certified integrative nutritionist, and she is currently pursuing a master's in nutrition and getting her license as a registered dietitian. Laura is mom to two sweet little girls, and she and her family live in West Orange, New Jersey. We talk a lot in this conversation about Laura's running journey. She just did the Philly Marathon back in November. We talk about her really awesome career and how she's pairing that together with her run coaching and then in the second half of the conversation we get to dive into her hometown of West Orange New Jersey and it's our first New Jersey guest we get a chance to chat with her about all the fun things to do in this suburb of New York City so we are really excited to bring this conversation to you guys and here we go we have to take a moment to shout out our longtime sponsor Inside Tracker. I so want to say Happy New Year, but this episode is coming out right before the new year. But we're almost there. 2022. We can see it. It's almost there. Can you see it? <laughs> we're so excited for the new year, a new clean slate, and all the possibilities. And so let Inside Tracker help you start off your new year in the most Positive, wonderful way. Use the code SWEET RUN to take 25% off of everything that they have to offer. Go get a blood draw. Let them do the rest. Let them come back and show you what's going on inside your body, what you're doing great, what you need to improve on and how to make this year your best year and to apply all of that knowledge to your training and your racing and become a better athlete and a better person. So a big thanks to our sponsor inside tracker it is currently raining cats and dogs outside right now and i know you guys are either sitting and looking at rain or snow or sleet or all of the above or if not it's just cold outside it's winter time it's time to get cozy and so you guys need our new sweet run mug we're so excited about our new merchandise we're excited to share it with you guys thank you for being here we're it's just going to be really fun to see so many people with the sweet run mug drinking their sip of coffee or tea or hot cocoa, or hot water with lemon, or whatever it is that you choose to warm up with this winter. So go to SweetRun.com, check out our new Sweet Run mug designed by our son, Josh Mitchell, who is a freshman high school cross-country runner. So that is pretty cool that he designed this mug for us. So thanks for being here, you guys, and go get a mug. And now, friends, please enjoy our fun conversation with eight-time marathoner and certified integrative nutritionist, Laura Piper. Laura Piper, welcome to the Sweet Run Podcast. We're so happy to have you. Thank you so much, Nad. It's so fun to be here. You guys, for everybody listening, it is. I feel like Laura is like a friend that I've had for years. One of the first friends that I've had when we were blogging back in the day.
2: Yeah, I was just trying to think when we first met. I think I came out to California for a blog conference and you picked me up Mm. and we went out to eat somewhere on the beach probably in 2015. Yeah, I know. I almost forgot
1: about that, Laura. Now that you say that, that feels like a lifetime ago.
2: Yeah, (laughs) that was really fun, though. Lots of adventures since races and um, Boston we met up. So, yeah, there's been a lot of cool things we've gotten to do. I know.
0: Yeah, Laura, have we actually met in person? I feel like we have, but then I'm like, wait, maybe we didn't. But- <laughs> yeah,
2: you know where we met, Gerald
0: was in New York City. Matt okay. was
2: recovering from an injury, and we met up for a run, and you were like the paparazzi out there with your camera, and you were okay. following us, like getting all these cool shots. Yes. I was so impressed.
0: <laughs> oh, thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs>
2: Super supportive of Matt, and like, where do you guys need me? And it was fun.
0: Yes, because I was, I had this, that was the vision that I had, but I was like, but did I actually do that or not? Cause I've always taken pictures of Nat and you know, then I have my lulls where I'm not, but then now I'm back at it for yeah. a little bit. So no, cool.
1: Yeah. I almost forgot about that. When you yeah. said that, I was like New York city. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. We've had some know. fun. We've had some Vermont advent- adventures together. So we go way back.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Well, we're so excited to have you. And I just want to start off right away saying congratulations because you just crushed the Philly marathon. Was that a PR for you?
2: Um, Thank you. It was yes. By three or four minutes. So I was very happy to walk away with that. I, I fought for it that day. It didn't come as easily as I was hoping it would just didn't, you know, you just don't have those days where you're, where it's clicking. And I've realized over the years when it is clicking, you're it's, Golden, like those are the best days, but they're not frequent. Most of the time, you just kind of go out and you have to take what you get and show up and you know work for it. So it was more of a work for it kind of day, but it turned out okay in the
0: end. Yeah, work paid off,
2: you know. But
1: I totally understand what you're saying though. I feel like sometimes we, we work really hard in training, and it's like, okay, I got this down. But it really comes down to that one particular day. And like, you don't necessarily know if everything's going to
2: fall exactly into place. Right. That's where a lot of the nerves come for me, I think, is just like, what am I going to get on that day? (laughs) Are my my legs going to be there? How am I going to feel? Is it going to just be clicking and feeling amazing? Or is it going to be like, here we go, you know, just power through. But then it's such a confidence boost to have those days where you fight through it and know it's okay. Right. You can get those off days and still stick it out and show up and it can still turn out. Okay. So I think I needed that experience too, to realize there's nothing to fear. You show up, the fitness is there, even on a bad day, you you're going to just give it what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. That's a
1: good attitude. Who was your coach for, um, for this training block?
2: The last two years I've been working with Jack Polerki, who's through maturity trained. I didn't have a coach in mind in particular, um, but I got matched up with Jack, and it's been great. It's been a really good fit of you know pushing me in some ways and really holding me back in others. You know exactly what a coach needs to do. Been really conservative after races, which I definitely need every time I've gotten injured. It's like getting back too soon into training, um, so that's been really helpful but then pushing me in training as well. So I'm I'm really enjoying having somebody else take over and just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Yeah, no, it, it is
1: nice to um not overthink your own training and just put it in someone else's hands
2: and then you just do the work. Yes, yes, <laughs> takes that whole mental load off. Definitely been, been
0: good. Yeah, now where do you find yourself needing to be pushed and then also needing to be held back a little bit?
2: Well, being held back, I think is, is often in the recovery process after a race. Um, so after Philly, you know, I took 10 days completely off, maybe ran three miles once or twice that week. The second week ran 11 total miles, you know, three miles, maybe three or four days this week, I think maybe 20, 25. So just slowly easing back in and now it's starting to ramp up more quickly, but that's something on my own. I'm, I'm jumping in sooner than I should. And almost all my injuries have come after a race just in that month, maybe three to four week mark where I think I'm recovered and I'm starting to either go farther than I should or push the pace and something in my body is just not recovered yet. So that part I've really appreciated. I've been injury free um, for longer than I ever have been, which is um, usually it's like once a year, something would kind of hit. So going on a couple of years now, it's feeling good. And then as far as pushing, there are days where he'll give me a hard workout and especially in marathon training, the next day I would have nine miles or, um, 10 miles. And that mm. I wouldn't have given myself. I would mm. take it a little more easy and just slogging through that on tired legs wasn't always fun, but I know it, it made me stronger. So there's, there are things like that, that I, um, thought, okay, it's on the plan. It's- See how this goes. I,
1: I relate to this so much. For this particular training block for Philly, what was a typical week like? Like, how many miles a week were you doing? And, like, how much speed work and all of the details?
2: We kept my mileage pretty much at 50 miles per week since January, very consistently. And marathon training, I hit 60 a couple of times, but it stayed in that 50 to 60 range. And I think that just that consistency was really helpful for my body. So it didn't feel like the mileage was a big stretch because I had been doing that. Um, just that, you know, longer run got a little bit longer. And then we usually have two hard workouts a week. It would either be Tuesday, Thursday and an easy, um, weekend, sometimes only one hard workout and an easy weekend run or uh, like a Tuesday workout and work in that long run. And there was quite a number of those almost every other weekend where there'd be some kind of pace work built in. So those were shorter in a way. I only did one 20 mile run and I was kind of nervous about that, but it was just more quality, um, over quantity and knowing, I think my, my history with getting injured, I think this was the first marathon we've done together. So I think also, you know, he was just trying to test out where's that line, how much can we do without crossing that line? And, getting you hurt so we we managed that well I still I felt good the whole way through
1: I know it's always like the fine line of like how far can I push the envelope without
2: going into the danger zone exactly you can't see it it's there but you don't know until you cross it when uh, when it's too late so yeah it's a tricky bounce
1: so that was was did you run 314 yes Yes. Oh my gosh, strong. that is strong. So, okay. So yeah. tell us like, okay, you got to the race, obviously you're all ready, you're excited. And did you feel like going into it that you wanted to negative split or did you want to kind of stay with the same pace throughout or, you know, what yeah. was your race strategy?
2: I was supposed to negative split. It definitely did not happen. I, I, I was a little nervous about the hills in the middle of Philly. I've never run it before. And a couple of weeks before the race, we got an email that they were adding, changing the course due to construction. And they added a third semi-major hill. So now there were three major hills in the middle. And so I was a little nervous about that. And the first eight miles are flat. And then you have all these hills. And then it's kind of rolling the last eight miles. So the coach's plan was start at 730, 740s. For those first five miles. And I wish I would have because I think I would have felt better. And maybe I would have negative split and just trusted that process. But I for one, I didn't know exactly what pace I was running. I was just until the miles split and I just started too fast. Um 720s. So I was like, oh, that's okay, that's in the range. And then it was just 710, 705s right away. So um looking back on my splits I think that's that's where I went wrong. I just needed to be a little more conservative there and trust that, you know, the hills actually were fine. There's a lot of hills around here and I felt prepared for them. So it would have, I would have been okay. I think I just was in my head thinking, okay, it's okay. I'm just chipping away now, which we know not to do right That Like don't start too fast. That's a rookie mistake. I know. So those last couple of miles, I just, I felt the pace slipping, just hang on, hang on, hang on. And um, wasn't quite what what I envisioned in my mind what those last couple of miles would be, but mm. got it done. Oh my gosh,
1: Laura, I've been there, done yeah. that, right? And then you just like you're kind of hanging on at the end. And I know people talk about like, okay, you know, the marathon, it's like, you know, there's so much like thought that goes into it, and you have to be smart and you have to hold back. And I mean, I think each time we we do a marathon you learn so much about yourself and
2: the process and, and yeah, it's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's what keeps you coming back to, right? Because you always feel like, oh, I could have done this differently. i I could have done that better. I want another shot. So there's a, yeah, there's a draw there just to keep, keep going for it. As long as it's fun, why, you know, why not keep going for it?
1: I know. How many marathons have you done now?
2: That was number eight. Okay. Okay. um, Yeah. So I, I've spread them out one every two years or so. Not, um, I've never been a what, you know, crazy marathoner on top of one, on top of another. Yeah. No,
1: that's super smart. What are you looking at for 2022? Do you want to do another marathon or some
2: other distances? I'm trying to figure that out. My schedule is going to change a lot starting in March through the, through December. I'm going to be in rotations in the hospitals for the uh, master's program I'm doing. And I've been a work at home mom for, you know, eight, 10 years. So to be out of the house full-time and trying to fit in marathon training is feels really daunting right now. I know so many people do it and it's, I'm just in awe of how they do that. So I'm kind of thinking more as much as I want to turn around and, you know, run that negative split marathon. I just don't know that this is the wisest year. So it might be more of a short distance work on speed and see how the schedule is. Maybe, maybe it'll be easier than I think, but I'm, I'm a little nervous about trying to add marathon training on top of that. You'll figure it out. It,
0: it, from, from my perspective, it's a total team sport.
2: <laughs> that is so true. So yeah.
0: there's, there's some little people, husband, whomever may have to step up a little bit and be more flexible. And so, you know, you can get your get your time in. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And at the same time, it's it'll be there, too. Like, you know, like you there's no pressure. Like if you end up just doing and you and that's a good thing, too, if you're just like, I'm just going to work on short stuff mm-hmm. and speed for a while, that will Ultimately help you too.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's a win-win either way, right? So yeah, still piecing it together. The only thing I signed up for so far was a trail run in January. So there's that. Oh, that's mm. fun. How? What? What distance so, is the trail run? It's right here in our backyard. I've done it a couple times. Um, it's a three mile loop that you see how many loops you can do in a three-hour period or in a six-hour period so I'm on a three-hour camp I've not ventured to the the extreme ultra yet um, which ends up being like 15 to 18 miles typically Um, it's just a really fun laid-back event you you know you get through each loop and you check off the little box with a pen you're snacking you're chatting with people it's a real low-key fun fun event
1: that sounds like a lot of fun I like that it just feels like I don't know, like something, there's no pressure. You just kind of like, you know, how many miles, how many loops can I do in three hours? That's pretty fun.
2: Right, no pressure, no time goal, just a fun community event. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Awesome. Well,
1: I want to ask you about, so you are in school, like you are seriously, you know, studying to be a registered dietitian, is that right?
2: Yeah, so it's a master's in nutrition combined with the RD Um, Program so I just decided to dive in full time and bang it out and get it done. So it's this September started full time and it just wrapped up the first semester on Friday. So feels really good to have that behind me, all the finals and projects. Um, Get a little three week break now. So yeah, that is
1: so exciting, Laura, because you're a running coach. So to like add that in to be a registered dietitian and to add that into your coaching is going to be so beneficial for your clients, for you. That's awesome.
2: Thank you. Yes. I'm excited about it. I had um, been working as a holistic nutritionist, integrative nutritionist, which I love. And I also feel like I want to do more in, in clinical work and possibly down the road research or teaching, or I'm not sure where all it'll go, but this felt like the right next step. So it's been fun to just sort of start, start again on this journey and even modeling to my kids you don't have to have it figured out at 18 right you can keep changing your mind at 40 just turn 40 so I'm the oldest one in my classes the only one with kids but it's great I I it's been really fun and just add so much freshness and energy to my to my life just sort of that excitement of what will come of it and and what's next I don't totally know but it's fun to fun to find out
0: Yeah, that that means you're the star student because you're the most efficient, right? (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's true. I have really nailed the multitasking and the efficiency. And I know so many of the students will text me like, how are you doing this with kids? But you just learn as a mom, right? You've learned to get it all done. and, And as a dad, as a parent, you are juggling lots of things all the time. But yeah.
1: I find that like the one thing for me, and I don't know if you can re- relate, relate to this or anyone listening who's has kids, but like, I mean, I get up at like five thirty in the morning or my alarm goes off five 30 in the morning. <laughs> maybe I don't get it exactly at five 30, but you know what I mean? So you're awake and like, literally it'll be like noon. And I'm like, what just happened to the day? I have not stopped at all. And I still have another six, seven, eight hours worth of you know, things to do. And it still feels like I still just would like, I feel like I need to be getting more done in this
2: huge span of a
1: day. What is
2: going on? You know what I mean? Oh yes. Yes, definitely. I live by my to-do lists and, and I like that kind of big rock theory where you get those really big, important things done and all the, all the other stuff, if you get to it, great. But you know, there's no room for those big rocks. If you, um, are filling it up with all the little things. So big chunks of time, things that I know are top priority. I always just bang out a couple things and those little things sometimes just keep moving to the next day or the next day. And that's okay. It's yeah. You have to be kind of okay with getting as much done as you can and, um, yeah. Call it call it good at the end call of the day. Sure.
1: You know, Laura, I don't know. This is what I was saying to Gerald the other day. I'm like, in my ideal world, which I know this sounds like super like frivolous or whatever, but I would love to just have an intern just to make all the, um, doctor's appointments. I seriously, like, I just do not like that. I don't like sitting on hold and like, Oh my gosh, can you call back? And Oh, what about your insurance? Like all those things, like with every single person in our house, I have to make all these different appointments. If I just had someone to do that, I feel like my life would be so much easier.
2: It's so true. Yes. Managing little people and all of those extra What's happening at school? What outfit are they supposed to wear on Friday? And what, you know, who's getting picked up from what and appointments? I know it's, it's that alone is a full time job. There's so sure. much.
0: It's
2: it is. All right. We're putting it out into
1: the universe. We're going to all hire an intern to like do all that stuff
2: for us. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, I have a question for, for you. Animals. Yes. yes.
1: I want to know really quick before we get too far gone about, cause I, I'm really interested in your, um, in your career path. So what's the difference between the integrative nutrition as being a uh, nutritionist versus a registered dietitian? What's the difference?
2: Yeah, well, first there's a lot of different degrees that kind of, um, or different little programs that can. Call themselves, you know, health coach. So there's lots of health coaches popping up, and the the program I did was um, was one of the stronger ones <laughs> in my opinion, which, which I feel like really prepped me well to start my own business. It, it walked me through that to work with clients um, and to be, you know, kind of certified. Because the benefit with the RD is you know what their training is. You know that they've gone through a four year degree. They did all the sciences. They had to pass the exam. They had to do clinical hours. Um, And the other nutritionist terms can be thrown around really easily and don't have a lot of, um, yeah, don't have a a lot of definition (laughs) around them. And that's the challenge I found with, with what I was doing too, is that I want to, well, for what I want to keep learning, there's always more to learn. My focus to answer your question more as a, as an integrated nutritionist, we can't do the clinical um, medical nutrition therapy where we're, which is more what RDs do where we're really walking people through here's what's going on. We're going to, um, help you manage that disease or help you, you know, work through, um, training for your diabetes or really healing in, um, with food as much as we can. Where holistic nutritionists, depending on there's a lot of functional practitioners that can do blood work and, um, work, work with you in a, in a more practical way too. But our training was more, the preventative side, right? Helping people who are healthy and pulling them along to be their best version of themselves, understanding how foods impact your body, what you feel best on um, monitoring, you know, um, your just based on what your body can tell you, there's so much you can figure out about what uh, what you really feel good on. And a lot of people are confused with nutrition because there's a lot of contradictory information mm-hmm. that, you know, meat is good, meat is bad, dairy is mm-hmm. good, dairy is bad. Um, pretty much any food group other than vegetables, right? You can have some article telling you it's not good for you. So that's what I found myself doing a lot is just really coaching people through being able to trust everyone's different. We're all individuals and you can kind of trust your body to figure out what's really working for you. Um, But yeah, with, so with the RD, there's, it just opens up a lot more doors in working outside of the house and being able to take insurance and um, down the road, possibly getting more into research. I'm really interested in the holistic side of the microbiome and what's going on in our gut and what that, um, what's going on in our environment and toxins and how that impacts us. So I want to keep the holistic piece in, but also just expand that a little further. That
1: is so interesting. I'm so interested in all that, especially like what's going on in your gut. (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, I feel like, I mean, you know, as, as runners, as, especially as endurance athletes, and I know people listening can re- totally relate to this. I mean, like, I feel like so much of like our performance and our training and everything, like it can all go South just because like something you di- you ate or, you know, mm-hmm. something didn't digest well, or like something works well now, but then during the race, maybe it doesn't work or something, you know, just like putting all that, all the pieces together. And so I'm always really interested about.
2: Yes, I am too. And there's, there's some interesting research just showing that athletes are more often susceptible to the the leaky gut or um, gut permeability because of this strain and the stress of running or, you know, endurance, time on feet, the, what you're demanding of your body, Um, just stress in general can impact that permeability. So when you're not, um, then that can come up in, you know, not tolerating foods as well, or finding that you're having gut distress or, um, yeah, just changing can go from having that iron stomach to not such an iron stomach anymore, which is really frustrating. Like you said, if you're in the middle of a race, so yeah, I'm really fascinated by that as well. And what, um, what all we're learning about, about the gut, about what kinds of bacteria might prevent diseases, if we can get those into people's guts or, you know, how different it looks in somebody who's really healthy versus not healthy. There's uh, so much potential there.
1: Okay. I'm going to be one of your clients. I'm calling you for an appointment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about the kind of the advancement in technology in terms of all the information that's available to the individual? Because I find, you know, talking to you know people in the medical profession it's a double-edged sword you know like on one level it's great that we have so much more access to information but then like you're talking about with all the articles and all the information it's like oh my gosh you can't self-diagnose and where did you get that from and just even some of the kind of ai tools of like self-monitoring and all this stuff how's that impacting kind of your you know slice of health
2: yeah. Well, the one place is in terms of even just in terms of holistic health I and mean, people are often adding in herbs and supplements that may not be what they need, especially if they're on a medication. So always um, kind of working people through what side effects could be, what interactions could happen, because a lot of times people don't you know recognize that the beetroot capsule I'm taking might interact with. Um, with something else, especially, you know, a lot of people now are taking anti-anxiety, anti-depression, those, you know, it's very common to be on, on some sort of, sort of low-lying um, med every day, thyroid issues. So there's, that I think is one tricky place where it's easy to think, oh, I'm going to add in this and I'm going to add in that because this is great, you know, beetroot powder is great for this and I need my, um, my probiotic and I need all these vitamins and, and I'm a Fan of supplements, but also understanding that we have to be careful what we're layering together. So that's certainly one challenge. I think the other challenge too is the there's so much genetic information available too that you can do the twenty three and Me, um, and and that's been regulated a lot more now. It used there used to be all kinds of companies going crazy out there telling you get this test and you can find out are you a fat burner, are you a carb burner, are you um, how do you handle all of these things, and not all of them were legit. So. Just having a little more we have to just keep up with all of that technology that's developing, science needs to keep up too, right? And make sure that what's being offered to consumers is something that's actually legit and helpful, and has and is being, you know, they're getting education alongside of it and not panicking that they have a gene for for cancer and you know, to being terrified. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's definitely a mixed bag with um with all that access that we have. Yeah, and I think I think.
1: I think we can all relate to this. Like, especially now in the age of social media, you have all these, you know, influencers telling you all this stuff. It's like, do this, eat that, try this. Oh my God. And it's coming at you. And 99.9% of it has no scientific, you know, there's nothing to say that it's scientifically good for you or sound or it's good advice, right? And so you get confused because, well, I mean- I mean, maybe a lot of people out there might be confused thinking, should I take this or should I, t-? when I think you need to really go to a source that is highly educated right. on the subject, has scientific knowledge on exactly how it works with
2: your particular body. I mean, wouldn't you, I mean, you're
1: the expert, but wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, absolutely, you're right. We're getting information from people who look fit. And so we think, okay, if they're recommending it, it must be good for me. Um, whether and not taking that extra step to dig in a little deeper and figure out, is that what my body needs? Is that brand, you know, quality supplements aren't regulated. Is this something that's been third-party tested? Um, so yeah, absolutely. I have a few clients right now who that's kind of what our sessions have become is what about this? I read this on Instagram and should I be doing that? <laughs> so we just <laughs> walk through it because it is overwhelming and it's, Coming at you all the time if you're in that fitness, health, and fitness world, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, Laura, when you are all done, do you find? Or, I mean, is your goal to have the majority of your clients like health and fitness type of individuals, people that are endurance athletes, or what do you think? Um, you know, your focus will be client-wise. Yeah
2: i I would love to continue to work with athletes. That's definitely a, a passion of mine and I understand the, that runner mindset. So I love working with that population. Um, I also, you know, with the kind of the interest in, in the gut and the microbiome, I, I am just sort of curious to see where that might lead and if there's more, um, more places where the holistic community and, you know, kind of that RD science community can come together because they tend to see each other at opposite ends of the, of the of, you know, that health, <laughs> fitness and nutrition spectrum even though at the end of the day we all want the same things right we would just want to help people feel better and live better and get healthier so um i'm still really open to what where that might go i'm but certainly yes i want to keep the clinical piece i want to keep working one well on the clients and i'm open to maybe some other side side things that might pop up too
1: All right, everybody, call Laura and she will work with you, help you to become a better runner, feel better from the inside out. I'm going to put all your information in the show notes, but we want to talk about
2: where you live.
0: Yeah, let's talk about it.
2: Jersey girl. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I am now.
0: <laughs> i, to, I
2: to come around to that. <laughs> I grew up in Pennsylvania where Jersey is considered the armpit of the United States. So <laughs> oh. to say that I now live in New Jersey has taken some getting used to. <laughs> is that really true? Oh, yes. People don't like New Jersey, Nat. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, my gosh. And
2: I it's funny. It gets I didn't atmosphere. know that. It's, it's not dessert. I'm going to prove otherwise today, Nat. That's why I'm here. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And, and I, I always thought that was kind of a New York, New Jersey kind of rivalry thing. I didn't yeah. know it extended into the Pennsylvania area. But I've been to New Jersey a few times for work. And I always thought it was absolutely lovely, at least in the suburbs where our corporate offices were. And I yeah. think this is beautiful. You know, I mean, it was in the summertime. I'm not so sure about the cold winters, but that's the whole East East coast for me as a California guy.
2: (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Yes. I really enjoyed living here. Um, I I'm in North Jersey, so it's great up here. South Jersey has beautiful spots. There's the beaches, which are really popular with tourists. That's where most of the tourists typically go. Um, I think our cities have been hit pretty hard over the, you know, over the last century. So that's kind of what drags New Jersey down, but, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's a lot to be said for it too. That's awesome.
1: Okay. So tell us, tell everyone listening where in New Jersey, what, what town or what city, uh, where are you based?
2: Yeah. So I'm in West Orange, New Jersey. It's part of the suburbs of New York city, as you were saying, Jerome lots of people who commute into the city, um, very dense, lots and lots of little towns here. so you know, uh, right next to South Orange, Maplewood, Montclair—I sort of consider all of that where I live because we're all intermingled with um, with restaurants and arts and theater and all all different things. So,
1: well, it sounds awesome. Okay, we're coming to visit. So, where are you going to take us on a run?
2: So, we have some some great trails. I think I know you're mostly a, a road girl, <laughs> um, but I think. We would probably go to the South Orange Reservation, which is really connects. So there's an entrance from West Orange, an entrance from South Orange, and then it goes into Montclair as well. So you can get 10 to 12 miles of trails. There's a really fun little run that goes to a waterfall, just really scenic and beautiful. And then you have views of New York City. There's a lollipop, what we call lollipop trail, because there's a paved section as well. So you can get about three miles in paved where you have these little overlooks you can see the the city because you're kind of up on the mountain really beautiful in the fall when all the colors are changing Mm -hmm. and so that can be a fun spot to get away from cars just go up and do some pace work or get off into the trails Um, that's definitely Mm -hmm. one of my favorite spots that sounds beautiful Um, I am a road girl but
1: you know what I have to say I do love my trails and I love exploring new trails I feel like it really does I don't know, it adds something different to your running. Like you just get to see the most beautiful scenery. You don't really think about anything except your feet in front of you and what's around you. So um, that sounds yeah. beautiful.
0: And, and I have to admit, I did not see the, uh, the Sopranos on its original run. So I got <laughs> into it and I started binge watching it. And so there's all this, like when you're talking about Montclair and the <laughs> waterfalls, there's all these things that I'm like, I wonder if that was where this happened in the in this show. Because <laughs> it was based as a New Jersey. Either.
2: Yes. Yes. There's so many shows based here or shows that are done in New York and they like to throw New Jersey a little like, you know, Oh, they're from Jersey. <laughs> right. Right. Love to jab.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. There's right. a lot of jabbing about yes. New Jersey in, in, <laughs> yes. in the show and they, they stand up for themselves, you know, that there's that whole aspect of it. But um, yeah. and we're out of curiosity, where are you in relationship to places like uh, Parsippany and Morristown?
2: Oh, yeah, not far. 20 minutes.
0: Okay. See, that's the beautiful green jersey (laughs) that I know.
2: Yeah, yes. Yeah, not far. That's the general area um, up here. Definitely. It's all it all feels pretty close. Got it. Okay.
1: So do you have any um any other runs that you would recommend or or that would be um... Yeah,
2: one other spot I use a lot is around the reservoir in West Orange, which is just a body of water. Um there's a beautiful path around it, almost 2 miles, and um it's flat, which is sometimes hard to get around here, so that's another spot that I love for the scenery. Um in the summer, you know, if you're with your kids, there's a huge pirate ship playground, which is really fun. It's right next to the zoo and people come from all over to the zoo, um, the, uh, turtleback zoo. So there's a lot happening right there. There's boathouse McLoon, on a place you can grab a bite to eat or come back and sit outside and get a drink. And there's swan boats. You can get a little paddle boat and go across the water. So that's a really fun spot and you can connect from there to kind of make it a longer run. So, um, if you want to do road running, you the advantage we have here are the people. So you just meet up with some groups because we have some awesome running clubs and um, and then get people to take you around through towns because there's not a lot of trails that are off, you know, without cars. So the running clubs are great because they kind of guide you all around from town to town. Um, but one of our runs we do on Sundays, a road gets, major road gets closed. So lots of runners are out running up Brookside Drive. And, and then we can connect to make it a longer run. It connects over to the reservoir. We do a loop or two there, head all the way back. So that's a, um, a great spot. Those sound yeah. awesome.
1: All right, you guys, New Jersey is not an armpit. It sounds beautiful. And there's yeah. lots of great places to run in West Orange, New Jersey.
0: That's Absolutely. Great. Yeah. <laughs> we, we normally just skip right to the food, which we're going to get to. But one of the things that I've, I could never understand is do they still use the um the the jug handle left turns?
2: Oh my goodness, the tr- the yeah. And Jared what and I, I all the time are like, "What is going on in New Jersey and the roads?" and the it doesn't. It's very confusing. So,
0: left yes, jug I...
2: handles and short entrance and exit ramps and just a yeah it can be a little crazy the
0: i was totally flabbergasted driving around or being driven around thankfully <laughs> having to make a right turn to go left and i was like that's a jug handle And they're like i'm like what is a i am like whats I do not understand and why do you have to go right to turn left you know but yeah again so we don't
2: have too many of those here in western so okay yeah just come here yeah you'll
0: be good sounds good
2: <laughs> i have no idea what you guys are
1: talking about i'll
0: explain it later <laughs> I put this the best i can do is just kind of show it to you i still don't get it like completely (laughs) even though i've seen it plenty of times okay Um, let's talk about the food
1: it's all about the food all right laura where we've gone on our run now where we're going to dine out a little bit
2: yeah so assuming it's morning a couple brunch spots um right in south orange one of my favorites is called jackie and son has great coffee smoothies um, scones, all kinds of baked goods, but also has some really fun food. The owner I think, is Israeli or Palestinians lots of um, like tzatziki and pitas and little um, different kebab platters and things like that. So that's a really fun spot. Um, in West Orange, Jared, <laughs> another, uh, another Jared, we've got so many here between my husband and you. There's a, a guy in town who just started making his own bagels Selling them kind of became this pop-up shop. It took off. He has a cult-like following because he just makes these really fun creations. He started doing bagel buns where he'll stuff, you know, egg and cheese and bacon or something inside a bagel. He makes all kinds of fun, creative sandwiches, and um, so that that is definitely a local spot that people love. It's kind of a um, it's expanding. It's not a sit-down yet, which worked well, you know, through COVID. So the timing has kind of worked out for him. I. I have to mention Rachel from Montclair bread company, because she runs the, um, the running group, uh, fueled by donuts, which you might've heard her interviewed on the alley on the run show. I think the mother runner podcast also just met up with her. She has a really great story, but she also has an amazing bakery and great homemade donuts. And also, you know, egg sandwiches and coffee and all that. So it's fun to go check her out. Yeah. Anything with Donuts. donuts. Right. I am all yeah. for
1: that. And then the, the stuffed bagels sound amazing.
2: Yeah, they're fun. We we have gotten those several times and um, yeah, it's always fun to see as menus constantly changing. So that's definitely a popular spot. If you ask my kids, their favorite spot uh, is called Chit Chat Diner, which is, you know, pretty typical diner but it's a huge space and it's really funky decorations with lots of black and white checkers and purple and gold trim and you have a view of manhattan out the window and it's just a really fun vibe so that's a good spot too very family friendly
1: love that i think our kids
2: would love that too oh yeah
1: yeah they'd be all for that okay what about dinner spots we want
2: to go out for dinner as far as west orange one of our um popular spots is Kim's sushi, which is again, just kind of a small little spot, but it's really well-loved and people come from all over and, um, fairly small inside. And with COVID, of course, people aren't really going in as much, but across the street is a, another reservation called Eagle Rock reservation. And so a lot of times we'll grab food and just take our kids up there and do a picnic. There's a huge lawn where you can run around. There's another four or five miles of trails in there. And there's an overlook again of Manhattan and, um, it's one of the original 9-11 memorials as well, before the one in New York City got built. So there's a lot of, all the names are on the plaque and there's a couple different little monuments and things you can walk around and, and check out. So that's a fun place to, to go and kind of picnic and take good food there. Sit down, nice dining. Um, there's a place that we like, Mabel Wood has a stretch with a number of things, Ani Ramen, which is really good. Ramen food and little steamed buns, which are delicious. There's Arturo's Pizza for more of a hearty, you know, upscale kind of pizza experience. And, and you can kind of walk around to get a glass of wine and do other things along that little stretch too. Montclair has its own huge food scene, so I'm not even going to dive in over there. Uh, that's a great town to, to explore as well. And sort of a date night sort of place would be Huntley's Tavern in Summit, which is a neat old feels like you're in an old house victorian house that has been redone and just has a great little menu and and drink so that's a fun spot to go Mm.
1: so now how like from your house how long does it take you to get
2: over to new york city there is a train most people take which is about 30 minutes and the bus is also at the end of our street which is about 30 minutes driving yeah same 30 to you know 60 minutes depending on traffic but it's not too far. It's across the, across the water. Yeah. That's like
1: the perfect location, Laura. You, man, what a gem. I mean, like, cause you're like away from like the hustle and bustle. If you want to, you know, have kids yeah. and like, you know, have bigger space, but then you're so close to just pop over to the city.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is really nice. We just took our kids into the city on Saturday. We saw a little show at new victory theater, which is a kid's theater. And we're doing a Hanson's, um, Hanson's, Little Muppet Christmas kind of show and got some food, walked around Times Square. And yeah, it's so nice to have that option to just pop in, not have to make a big, you know, find a hotel and make a whole weekend of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then on the other side, just 30 minutes or so west, you hit farmland and you can go to You Pick Farms and pick apples in the fall and berries in the summer. And mm-hmm. so I love that there's a little bit of both. And the beaches are about 45 minutes as well. So everything's within, you know, a very doable distance, which is yeah. nice. That sounds amazing. A lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. All right.
1: Well, we're if people are going to come and visit and they're not going to stay at your house, we won't send them to your house. We always like to joke about that. You
2: guys can <laughs> come.
1: <laughs> what hotels or little places around would you recommend?
2: Yeah. Um, in West Orange is the Wilshire Grand Hotel, which is a place that we stayed when we were kind of checking out the area. Uh, so that's a nice spot there's airbnbs as well um several hotels in montclair the george is one and then you're kind of right along bloomfield Avenue and lots of little shops and things to do right out your door um yeah so those will be the. okay
1: yeah those sound great and then that's perfect you guys because you can stay there and then pop over to the city and then come back and yeah hang out and not be yeah, right in chill, uh, chill Times experience
0: square and yeah get out of the hustle and bustle when you're, when yeah. you're ready to be done
1: exactly what
2: about races
1: in west orange
2: yeah well the one i'm doing in january the trail race is right in west orange at the Turtleback picnic area and that's a connects to that wh- larger reservation trail so there is a group here called the sasquad trail running club i guess um run by kim levinsky who i've become friends with she's amazing and she puts on all these really creative races like the that's Ass is the one in January, she does last squat standing usually in the fall, which is a one mile loop. And you, you have a time limit for each mile. It goes down 30 seconds and you see how many loops you can do. It starts at, I want to say 17 or 18 minutes and it cuts down, um, until maybe seven minutes or under it's trail, So you're not flying the way you might on a road and people usually get to 21, 22, I think once, maybe 23 miles. That's a really fun one. Um, there's as far as road running. Rachel again at Montclair bread does a donut run that is very popular it just happened on Saturday. It's a five K and then you get her homemade donuts at the end. So that sells out very fast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are, those are some, and then the running club I'm part of, which is called the Soma Fox running club is also putting on some of its own races. So we're doing a one mile race, January 1st. Um, they did a one hour race last year. It was just time for, for time. Um, they put together some fun, creative things. We just did a cookie run beginning of December where we set up a whole bunch of houses with, you know, everyone d- brought cookies. You had a spot, you dropped them off. And then there was a route and you take your, your little bag. And as you go <laughs> follow the map, you get all these different holiday cookies to add to your bag by the end. So I got to take my kids on that one, which was really fun. It sounds
1: like such yeah. a nice
2: community. A lot of
1: nice, you know, people and fun things to do for families or just single people.
2: Yeah, there's a big running presence here and, and some great organizers. Steph and Jess started up the Soma Fox Club and are amazing women running that. Um, Rach's got her club. There's the trail running club. So lots of stuff happening within a you know 10 minute, 15 minute radius, which is really fun.
1: That's awesome. So, what about for gear? Where is the running store in your town?
2: My personal favorite is Fleet Feet Montclair. The owners, John and Don, have been there for, over 30 years. And they're so wonderful. They're so involved in their community. Everybody knows them and loves them. Um, and I, I really always want to support them. And then we also have a sneaker factory on the other side in Melbourne and, um, the Soma Fox club is connected to them. So they, we get discounts through the club to go over there. So it kind of bounced between the two. Cool. That's awesome. Um,
1: okay. So, I mean, I guess I feel like New York City is a definite place of interest, but in your town, if someone wants to come and visit, where would you tell them to go that they have to see before they leave?
2: Uh, one of the things that West Orange is very proud of is that they're the home of Thomas Edison. So there's a Thomas Edison Museum here, which is really worth, worth doing. It's very cool. It's his factories as well as um, his labs. So you can walk through and sort of see, and he's known for the light bulb, but he was a uh, created thousands of uh thousands of things (laughs) He was an inventor that most of those are you know not as well known um so it's I find really fascinating to kind of see all all that he worked on and then you can also walk through his estate where he and his family lived it's kind of um, mansion up on the hill and sort of see how that was laid out so that is worth doing if you're interested in a little piece of history love it yes
0: that's great
1: love it I said this before but I'm a history buff I love going to new places and finding all the historical facts and places I'm there I'm in that's awesome yeah kids would love that yeah
0: yeah good good family uh outing sounds like yeah
2: it is kid-friendly yep and then the zoo is great and that's kid-friendly ice skating is right there a mini golf it's all it's all right there too so if you have kids lots to do rent the paddle boats go on the go to the pirate playground mm-hmm.
1: um, oh, that's so yeah. fun okay all right I'm sold we're coming yeah I want to come and visit so we can go on a run together I would love 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 about that
2: yes please do okay. bring it home family Gerald you're welcome you guys well, thank you yes <laughs> please yeah.
0: please. I know
1: Gerald and Jared your husband so yeah. I love yeah. it you guys can hang out absolutely <laughs> um what am I missing
0: Man, what What's your you favorite know?
1: season, Laura, okay. where you live? Because you actually get, I'm so interested in this because you get like serious Real four seasons. seasons, which I love.
2: Yeah, I have come to appreciate that too, having lived in some places like Houston where we did not have all four seasons. I really love being back here. And the, so it's a tie between fall and spring. Fall is really beautiful with the colors. Spring, I love when first it's for Scythia, so this burst of yellow. And then all the cherry blossoms, we've got our whole street lights up with white and pink flowers the whole way down. And that's just gives you so much hope that winter is almost Mm -hmm. over and all the colors keep popping after that all all spring. So yeah, that's probably going to be my favorite.
1: That's so cool. Okay. I have a random question. Like, so do you guys ever, you know, have it with, with spring where it's like, you know how that is like, it's winter, it's cold, it's snowing. And then you start to have these like beautiful days and like, the buds are opening a little bit. And then do you ever get like a crazy snowstorm after that? Or is it like
2: every year? I know. Yes. Those snowstorms keep coming sometimes into April, um, March or April, but normally it's not necessarily a big snowstorm, but the weather, absolutely. Yeah. It keeps fluctuating. It warms up. It gets cold again. (laughs) It warms up. It gets cold again. Um, so you got to kind of roll with it, but it gives you little glimmers of hope of those that warmer weather coming.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. I love that. I kind of miss the seasons. It was raining. Oh, Laura! It was raining here today, and so I ran in the rain and the wind, and I actually really enjoyed it. I was like, I feel like I'm getting weather. Like this is so cool. Yeah. Like something else other than
2: just like perpetual sunshine. Like true weather what was the temperature with that rain because I I can do rain when it's warm. How warm was it? It
1: was well, chilly. It was like forty nine fifty. Okay.
0: So yeah,
2: that's on the warm end. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, it was. I <laughs> was like, like oh, oh, my God. So cold. <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely feels cold when you're getting wet. And yeah, I know.
0: It's it hard to get help. out. When, you know, when you live in a city where there's an actual large, decent sized company named after the weather, there's literally oh, okay. a company here called 72 and Sunny. What? Oh, really? Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yes, and I was like, you know, (laughs) this says a lot about Southern California when you can name your whole company Um, after the weather.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Are they like a surfing company or no? It's an ad agency. (laughs) Amazing. All right. Interesting. No, that's what I love about coming to California though is just guaranteed warmth. It's uh, something too, definitely.
0: Yes. Until until it's not, and then you know. You know, anyway, that's a whole nother California up and down the coast thing. But w- one thing I wanted to ask, too, is what's the general draw of, of West Orange? Like, is it, like, are there a bunch of corporate headquarters or is it just like, you know what? We're the suburbs of New York and we want to just be that.
2: Yeah, pretty much the suburbs of New York, this area um, between. Yeah, Maplewood, South Orange, West Orange, Montclair. It's people who want to to it's a lot of Brooklyn moving out. So people who still want you know, some walkability, some sort of downtown areas and diversity, this area is really known for, compared to the rest of the state, um, just people from all over the world and all, yeah, all kinds of, of backgrounds. My kids are getting a very different experience than what I had as a kid and I really value that. So that's, I think what attracts a lot of people as well from the city here, as opposed to maybe um, further north or further south who want kind of a rich cultural experience.
0: Ooh. There's arts,
2: the arts and theater experience here too. Or, I mean, we have so many actors and people who work in New York on Broadway and a lot of our neighbors either are on te- you know work TV or theater. So there's all these expired or, or maybe <laughs> actors who are finished or kind of on their way out who will just start up little pop shop. Um, camps and my daughter's done a lot of um, improv classes and just in people's backyards or we have every town has kind of a theater the you know Luna Stage or the South Orange Performing Arts Center the um, Paper Mill Playhouse just within a 10-15 minute mile radius Montclair has a bunch too you know there's just so many so many things happening so that makes it really fun too that we just have all these people who love arts and theater and museums and there's a kind of a little bit of that that gets carried in. That's very cool. All
0: right, so you're going to be the head of the Chamber of Commerce or the Tourism Board. You, you have done West Orange extremely proud.
2: Yeah. Thank you. My neighbor is has been here 40 years. He is like the biggest fan of West Orange I've ever met. So I'm I had him in mind. Like, all right, got to do Jane Jane and Michael Brick proud here. <laughs> That's right. right. You got to represent. Well,
1: you absolutely okay. represented. Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Oh, um fun
2: to talk with you guys. I love seeing your faces and getting to catch up. I
1: know, I know, I know. We I feel like we need to do another relay. Oh my gosh, we've done so much together. Remember the relay? We gotta yes, do got again. 100
2: miler. Yes, in Vermont. That was really fun. Yes, let's really do
1: fun. it. I'm in. So now that COVID is kind of in the rearview mirror and people are, you know, we're getting, getting past back. it, hopefully we can start to kind of have some fun things in yes. front of us to do. Yeah. Um, Well, we like to ask our guests the very last question, which is if you could run anywhere in the world, Laura, where would it be and
2: why? I would say Switzerland. Um, I've only been there once, but my ancestors are from there. And when I was there, I, it's almost like Uh, it just felt like home, you know, in a weird (laughs) kind of way. But I loved the experience there. The scenery, of course, is is beautiful. But um, the just the culture, the um, the mountains, the the river running through, I would love to have somebody who knows where to run, take me all around there and Mm -hmm. get to explore. All
0: right, Mm -hmm. well, we'll do Switzerland. So that way, you can we can hook you up with whoever we find for Switzerland.
2: <laughs> yes. And then I'll go where they are and all the recommendations of which roads and trails to run.
1: I know. We've had Switzerland come up. We need if anybody out there knows anybody who is a runner in Switzerland, hit us up. We'll yeah. have them on the show and give all the good stuff.
2: Laura, where can everybody find you? Yes. Uh, well, I'm on Instagram as Mommy Run Fast, which is a carryover from the blogging days. You know, what my daughter used to yell from the stroller. My website is my name, laurapfeiffer.com as well. Okay. Cool.
1: Sounds good. Well, Laura Pyfer, thank you so much for coming on the Sweet Run podcast. I can't wait to see you. I know we're going to get together in 2022. We have to make it happen.
2: Let's do it. Yep. Let's do it. This has been a blast. Thank you guys. Great to thank see you. your faces. And yeah. Talk to to you soon. soon. Okay,
0: bye. Laura Pfeiffer, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We enjoyed hearing your reasoning behind hiring a coach. Proof that smart runners don't have to know it all or try to do it all. You did an excellent job of shining a light on West Orange, New Jersey. With all of the runner and family friendly options in West Orange, if this was an episode of Mythbusters, all the negative myths about New Jersey would definitely be busted. Everyone, go follow Laura on Instagram at mommyrunfast. Run Fast. Come follow us at Sweet Run, Nat Runs Far, and on SweetRun.com.
1: A big thanks again to our sponsor Inside Tracker. We're excited to celebrate the month of December and the holiday season. So, use the code SWEETRUN to take 25% off of everything they have to offer. Use it for yourself or an awesome gift. A big thanks to our friends at Inside Tracker. Are you guys enjoying the Sweet Run podcast? We would love it if you would take a moment to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any platform that you listen to our show on. It would help us to get our content out to new listeners and help to grow our show. So this holiday season, go ahead and push the button. Leave us a rating and review. We would so appreciate it, and we appreciate you guys. So have an awesome December. Join us next week for another great conversation with an awesome runner living in a great location. We'll see you then.
0: We will see you then.